0: Welcome to House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Eric Michael Teitelman. Join me as we learn about the rich heritage of our Christian faith. In each episode we explore a unique topic that will deepen your knowledge of Christ and who we are as his people. In this episode we will learn how the name of our Messiah Jesus originated from the Hebrew language and we'll see how the Messiah's Hebrew name reveals deeper mysteries about who we are as a new creation in Christ. We're told by the rabbis that parents receive a glimmer of divine inspiration when they give their child a Hebrew name. And we can see evidence of this in Scripture. In Matthew chapter 1, it says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, Jewish baby boys are traditionally named at their Brit, their circumcision. And if the child is a firstborn male, and the parents are obligated to redeem him according to the law of Moses, And if the circumcision has to be delayed for any reason, then the child is given a name at the time of the pidyon Haben, which is the redemption of the firstborn ceremony. So we are going to look at three related but important issues. The first is the name of the child and its spiritual significance. The second is the correlation between the circumcision and the naming ceremony And the third is the correlation of this ritual to the redemption of the firstborn ceremony. So what's in a name? Well, apparently to the Lord quite a bit. And so much so that he dedicated an entire chapter in the book of Exodus called Shemot, which means names. So let's look at several scriptures. In Exodus chapter 1, it says, Now these are the names of the children of Israel who came to Egypt. Names have meaning and they have power. In Genesis chapter 1, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so by God's spoken word, he created the universe. And names have authority. In Luke chapter 4, it says, what a word this is, for with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. The Hebrew language of the Torah, which is the books of Moses, is called the Holy Tongue. It was a language used in creation, and so, therefore, all created things are directly affected by their Hebrew names. And since Hebrew is a root language, they are also affected by the component letters of their names. So now let's look at a bit of history about how the name Jesus came about. The name Jesus is related to the Hebrew form of Joshua, which is Yehoshua. And this early biblical Hebrew name underwent a shortening into the later name of Yeshua. The Septuagint transliterated Yeshua from Hebrew into Koine Greek in the 3rd century BC, and the result being Lesus. And from Greek, the name was translated into Latin. Now, Latin has an irregular declension with the nominative of Jesus. And a declension is a variation that relates one word to another word. So, the modern English name Jesus likely evolved from the early Middle English Anglo-Saxon name Lesu, which again is one of these nominative variations. And of course, today we just say Jesus. But the accurate biblical name of Jesus is either Yeshua or Yehoshua. And in Hebrew, the name Yeshua means salvation. And Yehoshua has a similar but more personal meaning, which is God is my salvation. So if you go back to Matthew and we reread it now with some emphasis added and the Hebrew inserted, it would say something like this. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Yeshua, which means salvation. For he will save his people from their sins, for he is my Yehoshua, he is my salvation. But wait a minute, just two verses later we read... In Matthew chapter 1, Behold, the virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I thought his name was Yeshua. Now they're calling him Emmanuel. Well, the truth is, there are 198 different names and titles of Yeshua in the Bible. These are listed in the Crudence Concordance, which was first published in 1737. And here are just five examples in one verse in Isaiah chapter 9. It reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And here are the names. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, which in Hebrew is El Gibor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But why so many names and titles? Well, because God is infinite. He's unsearchable. He is unknowable. He is called the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Frankly, there aren't enough names in the universe to describe who he is. And the names and titles of God are simply like garments that he wears, clothing. They describe his attributes and character, but in of themselves, they never fully reveal his face. That which is hidden, his hidden essence. Now, the Hebrew word lefanav translates as before him and stems from the root panim, which means face or countenance. And so when we pray from Numbers chapter 6, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you or show his mercy to you, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, we are asking God to reveal to us more than just his names and titles. We are asking him to reveal the essence of who he is. And this we find entirely in the person of Yeshua. It says in John chapter 1, And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, let's talk about circumcision for a moment. It says in Leviticus chapter 12, If a woman has conceived and born a male child, then she shall be unclean seven days. As in the days of her customary impurity, she shall be unclean. And on the eighth day, the flesh of the foreskin shall be circumcised. But why seven and eight days, respectively? Because seven is a number of completion in this creation. And it says, in seven days, the heavens and the earth and all their hosts were created. And in Genesis chapter 2, it says, and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. But God was not finished with his creation. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter five, for if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, behold all things have become new. Yes, God rested on the seventh day, but on the eighth day, the Sunday after the Sabbath, the feast of first fruits, and the first day of the week, he brought forth his son from the grave, the day of the resurrection. And so therefore the sons of the promise are circumcised on the eighth day and not the seventh. It would also be fitting that the baby's name, by divine inspiration, would also be given on the day of his circumcision. It says in Isaiah chapter 62, You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. And in Revelation chapter 2, it says, And I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name, which no one knows except him who receives it. Now, lastly, let's talk about the redemption of the firstborn ceremony. This ceremony is usually held on the 31st day after the boy's birth. In Exodus chapter 13, it reads, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine. So all firstborn have a special place in God's kingdom. And Yeshua is the most special of all. For he, Christ, is the firstborn among many brethren. It says in Psalm chapter 8, You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. And Israel is the firstborn among many nations. But the greater picture here is that of our redemption in Christ. Because the Lord has raised a horn of salvation for us in the house Of his servant David. It says in Luke chapter 2 Now, when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. So, during a modern day ceremony for the redemption of the firstborn, and also after all the people have washed their hands and broken bread together, The father brings the firstborn before the kohen, the priest, along with five sela'im or shekels of silver, or their equivalent. The priest then recites a blessing over a cup of wine and drinks from the cup. And you can see here both elements of our communion, the bread and the wine. These are the same elements that Yeshua officiated in the giving of the new covenant on the feast of the Passover. So this ceremony symbolizes our redemption from the bondage of sin and death. In Matthew chapter 1, it says, For he, Yeshua, will save his people from their sins. And in Luke chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. And Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, and that every tongue should confess the name that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And now we also have the first fruits of the Spirit, and so that we are like a firstborn from among all of God's creation, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our bodies. God has not only visited us, but he has revealed his face to us, And more than just a name, He has shown the essence to us of who He is. He has circumcised our hearts and He has made us a new creation in Him. He has filled us with His Holy Spirit and joined us in holy matrimony. In Isaiah chapter 5, it says, O Lord, You are my God. I will exalt You. I will praise Your name for You have done wonderful things. So whatever name you choose, Yeshua, Yehoshua, Emmanuel, Jesus, wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father no matter what name you call him no matter what language no matter what translation or transliteration you use praise the name of the lord for his name is great and greatly to be praised he sent his son jesus christ as the word living proof that he is the image of the invisible god the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created, giving nothingness formation. And by his word he sustains in the power of his name. For he is before all things and above all things, he reigns. Holy is his name. So praise him for his life, the way he preserved in strife, the humble Son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise him for his death that He willingly stood in our place, that He lovingly endured the grave, and that He battled our enemy, and on the third day, He rose in victory. He is everything that was promised. And praise Him as the risen King. Lift your voice and sing, for one day He will return for us, and we will finally be united with our Savior for eternity. So it is not just words that I proclaim, for my words point to the Word, and the Word has a name, Hope has a name. Joy has a name. Peace has a name. Love has a name. And that name is Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. So praise His name forever. Amen. If you have enjoyed this teaching from House of David Ministries, Make sure you subscribe to our channel and don't forget to visit our website where you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. We pray the Lord richly bless you and we look forward to having you join us again for our next episode.